0: From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway Eighty Nine. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Today we've got a band from Pueblo, Colorado, who is well acquainted with the road. These guys play for more shows than you can imagine, all kinds of folk festivals. They've been called a nationally touring, festival headlining, chart-topping Americana powerhouse. I have to agree with every one of those things. Our players and singers and songwriters and soloists, all of them do all of those things. Today are Inea Luhan. Guitar and vocals, Desi Garcia, bass and vocals, Chela Lujan, banjo, vocals, Mike Clark, take a breath, fiddle, slide guitar, rhythm guitar, vocals. He'll probably invent some other instrument to play here in the process. These guys, says Garrison Keillor, on a Prairie Home Companion, are popular among the gray hairs, the green hairs, the purple hairs, and all over. And I love that description. They've been back twice prairie home companion we are delighted to have them here and we want to thank the heber valley western music and cowboy poetry gathering for helping us make this connection let's start off with the haunted wind chimes and everybody's talking
1: Ain't nobody going out Cause they can't even pay the rent But what do you do is there's no one around To pick you up When you are down Would you sing Oh,
2: that lovely melody Sing away
1: Your misery Cause yesterday's gone long. But just a lie Ain't nothing gonna happen If you never eat. Try, you know The time will I know for sure
0: is Everybody's Talking, and the song written by Inea Lujan, we're listening to the Haunted Wind Chimes today on Highway 89, coming to you live from Studio 6. And I have to say, this is just one of those times when, you know, a bunch of just kind of Nice looking, but regular folks walk in, and who would know that they would instantly become musicians and, and magicians, create magic here in the studio. Thank you for making time for us today. Absolutely. Very happy to be well, here. Well, you guys play all over, and we are really glad to be included on your list. Yeah, we we are glad to be here. So uh, we'll talk about the band, but I do want to ask you, Inea, just a, little, a couple of personal questions. The sure. first one, we read that when you were born, your father looked at your hands and said... We have a musician in the family. You know, I hate when my dad tells that story. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's it's a true story. So what was
3: it? Um, I've I seen a lot sure. of
0: babies' hands, but I could not tell. Yeah, you know, I, I did never get to look at my hands as a, as a baby, so <laughs> I don't really know. Well, he proved to be prophetic. <laughs> so uh, when you were five, you won a local talent competition in your hometown with the, the Ganado Sonata. The Ganado Sonata. That's true. And we think you were really smart to name your sonata after the town where the competition was held. You yeah, think it, must,
3: it must have been some, uh, some intuition there. <laughs> Do you still remember
0: it? Could you sit you down? You know what? I I bet I could if I sat down. It <laughs> might, might take me a few tries, but I, I probably could bang it out. Hey, you also did something that I think lots of us have dreamed of in our life. At some point, you did a hitchhiking tour that's of the correct. United States. Yes. There's a song that came from that, The American Dream. Can I quote a couple of your own lines Absolutely. to you? Absolutely. walk across this country through winds and pouring rains over bridges and highways on buses and trains surf amber waves of grains then you go on what made you think I am actually really going to do this um I I feel like I just kind of had to take the risk I
3: um I've always wanted to be a musician I've always wanted to be a traveling musician it kind of got to the point where I was asking myself what's really holding me back Mm -hmm. and um, I came to the conclusion it was me and I you know, I, I went on the road with a couple friends. Uh, we started off with the team of four, and they all kind of started falling off one by one, and eventually just ended up being me and sticking my thumb out. I hitchhiked from Omaha to Chicago and caught some buses to Bloomington, Indiana. Made it all the way out to New York City. Actually, it took a, a couple months, but it was life affirming and life changing. And that's great. I, kinda,
0: I was going to ask how far you got, but you got all the way yeah, back. Yeah, I New got York. a
3: verse. I got a verse for that song pretty much in every town. Every <laughs> town I stopped in. <laughs>
0: Were you playing and were looking for gigs, or just playing on the street, or, or Most, just mostly mostly playing the...
3: on the street and just kind of you know let, letting the universe guide me? I I was very fortunate to to kind of meet meet the right people who would take me in and you know just kind of re- reveal another piece of of the story. It all it all happened pretty pretty amazingly.
0: Wow, I got to go listen to that song again now. Absolutely. Now knowing that. Well, you're traveling the U.S. You guys have a giant red van. Yes. I got to see the red van itself, which was pretty fun. So uh, things have changed from the hitchhiking days. Oh, yeah. We got hotel rooms now. (laughs) (laughs) And you know where you're going to be and and all of that. Well, congratulations on 10 years of the Haunted Wind Chimes. Co-founded the band with Desi Garcia back in... 2006 and we read you hadn't really planned for a long-term approach just hey let's have a band.
3: Yeah, it was very very nonchalant. There was no uh, real planning or what are we going to sound like or what are we going to do? It was it was very organic, much like a designated relationship. It all just kind of we kind of trusted in our love and and the music has kind of been
0: the same ever since. And congratulations. I think it's a year of marriage. That's right. November 1st is coming right up. Very cool. Is a band a different thing now that it actually is a band and you have a manager and you have places to go on tour and a schedule? Um,
3: The music music is still the same, I feel like. I mean, at least the spirit of the music. Obviously, Uh we're evolving and and maturing as musicians, but I feel like the spirit of the band is that kind of curiosity and going out into the world and kind of trusting it to take care of you is still the same. Uh, But there is a lot of, you know technical aspects of having the, the manager and, and, and booking but it's good to kind of put on the business hat when you need to and take it off when you when you don't need it well and that, take, that's... Take,
0: take it off right now because we want the music hat absolutely <laughs> good we're going to hear some more right now in fact we're going to hear a pair of songs from the haunted wind chimes right now this first one is by desi garcia it's called steal your voice she talked about uh, when you hear other songwriters and they do something that amazes you and you think "Wow, i want to try that and then kind of incorporating it in, into what you do. I think I got that right. So let's hear this. It's the Haunted Wind Chimes, and the song is Steal Your Voice.
4: I want to take your words, put them in my mouth, and maybe roll them around for a while the texture is bad and it won't taste good i know you won't be hanging around for some time i want to steal your voice i want to know your Your name name till the glitter glitter wears off your pretty face
5: honey don't
4: they sound so sweet to me and never really like them anyway and i can tell by the way you stomp your foot when you're playing them you'll miss them but i'll take them just the same i want to steal your voice i want to know
0: Your voice, that's by Desi Garcia. We're listening to The 100 Wind Chimes in Studio 6 today, live at BYU Broadcasting. If, if you are like many people, you're going, what is this? What do I call this, this type of sound? And I've loved watching what other people have tried to do. One says they recreate the vibe of rural 1930s music with a contemporary consciousness with rustic honeyed harmonies, a delight. I kind of like that. A few of these songs, I sort of feel like I'm in the jalopy with the jodes and the grapes of wrath. I don't know why, but I like it. And another one, I I like this, it says, uh, uh, Inea said, we play cowboy poetry festivals. We go and do these indie rock and roll gigs. We've done a good job of dabbling here and there with every sort of scene. Maybe by some magic, our music seems to be fitting for any kind of situation and maybe that's because there's four different songwriters combining all their sensibilities well we're going to hear one I love this one this is, the whole idea of this is so interesting this is by Chela Lujan uh, we'll ask her about it in a minute but Seabride, and this is uh, my favorite line is this uh, is all my friends are boys but I don't be the be the wife of any boy it goes on from there this is sort of a girl power song yeah. okay let's hear this D-bride. Oh, I love those harmonies. You can follow the Haunted Wind Chimes on Facebook and on Reverb Nation, where they've had the distinction of being ranked as number one folk artist globally. Chela Luj- Lujan, uh, banjo and vocals. I love that song. Thank, so, you. thank you for doing that <laughs> for us. So w- when you're writing a song, I mean, were you just sort of playing the, playing the banjo or... Or or did you start with the idea? Where what, um, what comes first on that, that one? That
6: particular song, the the beginning riff came first, uh-huh. and uh, everything kind of mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. spilled out. Yeah, dun, 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 dun.
0: <laughs> yeah. But how great then to add all those those sweet harmonies too. Oh to, yeah, that's
6: to... that's my favorite part of this of being this. Well, and I
0: love the line about you know marry myself to the sea. You know, you got to sort of know who you are before yeah. you can actually have a marriage to somebody else exactly yeah very cool well uh we were reading about um that you used to write stories. I used to write stories when I was a kid about a girl in a famous pop group. I think I, I was supposed to be. Do, do you remember doing that? <laughs> I do. Was this for school or just for fun? No, it
6: was just for fun. My my dad. My dad's a, our dad's a writer, and and uh-huh. he would give me like his old old computers, and I would just type, and it was this probably like this 400 page story about this girl. who was a pop singer and. Just nonsense. It, what
0: was her name?
6: I don't even remember. Do you remember the no name ideas. of the group? No. 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 I'm sure it's on like a floppy disk somewhere. You know what
0: I'm saying? So, no one can possibly no. read it now. <laughs> So, But I love it. It says, I think I was supposed to be doing this, yeah. but I'm a folk singer instead. Right,
6: which is, I think, a little
0: cooler. So, hey, you wrote your life story when you were young and you didn't even know it. Yeah, I think that's totally. pretty cool. Well, you grew up in the town of Ganado, Arizona, mm-hmm. and then you moved to Pueblo, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Does Pueblo show up? For all of you and what you do somehow, the, just the type of town it is, Yeah, definitely. is there a music scene or are you the music scene?
6: Uh, there's a music scene uh-huh. it, and it, it ebbs and flows and, and Pueblo is real rich in, in culture. It's a train town and it's mm. an artsy town and there's the river and cottonwoods and all of that. We really, really, really draw inspiration from that town. And it's a town that came from you know hardship and is still trying to come up and it's doing a good job, I think.
0: Nice, nice. Well we're glad to have you here. Let me ask about I read that you do beaded jewelry. I do. Very complicated Is that what you're wearing right yeah, now? Because I'm wearing a pair. you have the most amazing <laughs> Thank earrings. You. you walked in, yeah. I thought, wow, that took a long time to yeah, make. I did. But you did it.
6: I did. I did. Yeah, How did
0: you get started doing that?
6: Um, my well we grew up in Ganada, Arizona, which is on the Navajo Nation mm. and my mom fell in love with beadwork and um she was taught by um an artist there i can't recall his name but she taught me when i was younger on the loom and then when i was 23 i reintroduced myself to it and and uh, started beating again and started making earrings and hat bands and whatnot <laughs>
0: Well, someone wrote about your songs and Desi's songs. Someone who had Mm -hmm. spent a lot of time listening to the band, and they said, "Oh yes, and did we mention the songs each woman writes tend to scatter a certain poetic pixie dust, uncommon to this planet?" Man, how do you get people to write reviews like this? I don't
6: know. Whip cracking,
0: very short and not so sweet stories, really. Yeah. So uh, it just comes naturally, the songwriting. When did you decide, "Hey, I'm going to be a songwriter"?
6: I had always sang, and I played guitar when I was 11, but when I was 19, actually, when I knew was on the road hitchhiking, I was in the West uh, doing my thing, and I learned how to sing and play at the same time, and um, I had always written poetry, but learning how to write a song was a whole nother story, and it was just like, this is just what I'm supposed to be doing, is be a songwriter. Yeah, it's not the same thing. No, it's not. <laughs>
0: Very cool, well, set this next story up. I'm sorry, I'm in love with someone else.
6: Oh, this one just came to me. Uh, I was listening to a lot of Patsy Klein at the time, and <laughs> and I was cleaning my house and i and I just it just I sat down and it came to me and it's it's just about loving somebody else.
0: <laughs> okay, let's hear it. This is the haunted wind chimes. This is one written by Chela Luhan. Uh, She's playing banjo and, and singing. This is also from the latest release by the Haunted Wind Chimes, Rattle Your Bones, I'm Sorry, I'm in Love with Someone Else.
6: I'm
5: sorry.
0: Haunted Wind Chimes live on Highway 89. I'm sorry I'm in love with someone else. I just have to say it's better to be the one singing that than the one having it being sung to you, at least in my personal experience. <laughs> so, Haunted Wind Chimes have six albums, including Out With The Crow, Live At The Western Jubilee, several others, and their most recent Rattle Your Bones. Mike Clark, you're over there. You've been playing the guitar. I've seen with the fiddle, and I know you've got a whole bunch of other instruments up your yep, sleeve here.
7: I bring them all with most of the time. <laughs> How are you doing? Good morning.
0: Good morning. Uh, so you guys pulled up in your big red van, and you hopped out. Are you the designated driver here for the group? I'm not the designated driver. I'm just the
7: ansiest person in a van. <laughs> oh, so they put you where you can cu- get in the least trouble? Or? I think I just... <laughs> well, I have a problem with talking. I talk a lot, and so if they don't let me drive, i will just going to bother them all the time <laughs> these are things you can
0: work out over 10 years i see that you've sort of settled into yeah. positions yeah well you were a professional trails rider at trials one time rider. trials rider yep. okay rank number one expert class expert yeah not so throw. what's close. what are some of the craziest
7: tricks you've done craziest tricks i've ever done it's not really a trick sport so much as a climbing obstacles sport but uh, i would say some of the crazier things I've done was I've ridden across a, a rope for a, a really long
0: ways before <laughs> off the ground. Oh, the bike. <laughs> the ones that are hair-raising to me are reading you've jumped off 10-foot-tall buildings, yeah. landed on the asphalt. Yeah, on the bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you've dropped off lots and lots of stuff. Have you also broken lots and lots of stuff? In no, there? I've never broken a bone. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. didn't even know that was possible. I drink a lot of milk, Steve. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trade secret. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> we read that you didn't start playing till music till 27. And I have met a few people mm-hmm. that didn't really pick that up till later in life. But they yep. usually don't pick up eight instruments. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> well, I, I don't know what happened. I just... I'm just
7: that kind of person. I get obsessed and I just go for it. And uh for me they all feel exactly the same. They it's just it's all the same to me. It's just so, music. Yeah, it's just music and it's just arranging your fingers to do something different. The really hard stuff is when you get into the solos and the scales and doing all that stuff, and I'm I'm still not there yet, so I got a long ways to yeah,
0: go. Yeah, but I've noticed, besides playing the guitar, you're putting the the glass slide on. And yeah, I actually started to play with that, do that, so
7: I've got a lot of experience.
0: With I that. love that sound. That's yeah. great. It's kind of having a like a, a pedal steel in your back pocket. Yeah, sometimes very nice. So one very unique video. It looks like it's one take of you wow. on a bike, playing the guitar.
7: Yeah, this guitar, in fact. Yeah, I did it all in one. Well, it it took two times, but that's one take video, yeah.
0: Uh, Okay, I'm trying to picture the end of the take that didn't
7: work. Oh, it was just (laughs) because the car that was was in front of us filming got too far away,
0: and I was just a little stuck in the lens. So you had to do it again.
7: Yeah, I just had to do it again to get it
0: figured out. I've tried writing with with no hands, but uh, for a three-minute song, no way yeah so where where do you find a road that doesn't have stop signs or overpasses it had one stop sign i went through (laughs) and then uh
7: in colorado springs where we filmed it there's just this old neighborhood that has really really wide roads and and uh, it just looked like the right spot
0: where i wouldn't crash into a car and hurt myself really bad so you started playing music you started with the harmonica how did you get connected with the band here
7: these guys well i started playing and i was really into the blues and i still am and um i formed a band with my cousin who'd been a drummer since he was a little kid and uh we practiced and practiced and about a year later i played one of my first shows and it was with the 100 wind chimes was the other band on the bill and we went before them then they got up there and they were playing blues songs too and my cousin and I just said, let's go play with them. We just jumped on <laughs> <You> stage, just... <laughs> and they didn't say no. <laughs> so we just kept, kept at it for a decade or so.
0: That is a totally original way of, if you want to join a band, we'll hop on stage and start playing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really know if there were any rules back then. I was pretty <laughs> So Inea and Chela are brother and sister. Yeah. Inea and Desi are husband and wife. We figured the only solution to is somebody in the group has to adopt you. Yeah, well, so I can be in the bed. Be, Desi feeds Desi's, me all the time. Desi's raising her head. She's <laughs> going. I can't get credit for. i more of the feeding. Herself. I'm more of the
7: stray dog to the family.
0: I think. <laughs> okay. It keeps coming around the alley. The, the one that hopped on stage and just never left. I like that. Yep. Well, uh, tell us about this song called "Tell Me."
2: Tell you, me. You wrote this one, didn't tell you? Me.
7: I wrote it about two weeks ago. Or, or well, time flies, but it might have been a month. And it's just about. Traveling in a band and not knowing if you can do it forever or if you even want to do it for another day. And then sometimes you want to be in a traveling band the rest of your life. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much just about constantly driving someplace and, just <laughs> <laughs> and asking yourself
0: if you want to do it anymore. All right. We'll see if the red, big red van shows up in this or not. We're going to listen to the Haunted Wind Chimes. This is Mike Clark's song, and it's called Tell Me.
8: Oh, Tell me, friend, what's at the end of this roll, 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 Tell me, friend, i just have to know. Won't you tell me, friend, what's at the end of this roll, 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 I'm dry, I don't know where I'm going. So tell me, friend, what's at the end of this roll? roll, roll. Tell me, friend, cause I just have to know Won't you tell me, friends, at the end it's low, oh. low Yeah, I'm driving, I don't know where I'm going But I think i seen that same old city pass, pass me by Same old scene in the corner of mine Oh, this highway must on it, Lord, I'm seeing, oh Tell me, friend, what's at the end, it's roll, roll, roll. Tell me, friend, cause I just have to know. Won't you tell me, friend, what's at the end, it's roll, roll, roll. Yeah, I'm right, though I don't know where I'm going. Oh, now, Mom, won't tell me, it's gonna be all right. Oh, I'm So tell me, friend, what's that the end of these Roll, roll, Tell me, friend because I just have to Don't you tell me, friend, what's at the end of his road, road, road. Yeah, I'm driving, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, I'm driving, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, I'm driving, I don't know
2: where I'm going. Yes,
8: I'm rolling, but I just can't find on.
0: That's Tell Me mike clark song that's the haunted wind chimes a nice road song these guys have been featured on spotify's indie bluegrass playlist spotify playlists. they are created by the company themselves so that's pretty cool they got recognized that way one fan by the name of jessica recently wrote on spotify you guys are my favorites i listen to your album on average five times a day on spotify please come to philly yeah
3: have you been to Philly? Uh we've been to Pennsylvania, but not to Philadelphia. We all did right. a um, we played New New Holland, I I believe it was called. It's kind of an Amish country.
0: Well that's great. So all your Amish fans could turn out and Yeah. That's that's great. You can hear their music there on Spotify, or you can get it direct on the website. That's com. That's correct. You can go to hauntedwindchimes.com as well. Hauntedwindchimes.com. Yes. Great. That's easy to remember. So You have always it sounds like been fascinated by sound. Mm -hmm. So were you were you in that Walkman slash cassette generation? Like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. cassette tapes was like, well, you know, my
3: my uh, fa- or my parents, they were big into vinyl, obviously. Uh-huh. And we didn't have a CD player in our house till I think, 1996. So cassette tapes was my primary source of, of getting music. And I still remember, you know, I'd get an allowance every weekend. And it was going into Gallup, New Mexico, which was the closest city to Ganado, and getting a new Queen tape. <laughs> the Queen is still one of my favorite bands. I was just completely obsessed with the band Queen, and I, I must have had... Twenty-five, thirty Queen cassette tapes at some point, and you probably even know how to wind a cassette tape with a pencil. Oh, Of course, I <laughs> could fix oh. some. I could, I could clean your tape
0: heads if you give me a call. <laughs> so you got this little Casio keyboard. You're experimenting with recording. You really, you really took this seriously. It sounds like you put a lot of time into. Figuring out your own multi track process.
3: Absolutely, yeah. It was, I it sounded, you're right, it sounded always kind of fascinated me. And um, I, my, my very first multi track experiences was I had a pair of identical boom boxes. Uh-huh. And um, so what I would do is I would record myself singing and playing guitar into one boom box. And then I would take the other boombox while I, I press play what I just recorded, and I'd, I'd hit record on the other boombox, and I'd do this, you know, 20 times. I would just switch the tapes over and over until I basically had a whole orchestra or whatever I was trying to accomplish. Oh, else. and
0: I'm sure the sound quality was awesome. To,
3: <laughs> yeah, you dub a tape four or five times, it just gets more detrimental to the to the sound quality. But it also kind of had a vibe, you know, and it's, it was really cool. And then my my brother Ravi, um, who was very influential on my sister and I as far he's eight years older than I am. So very influential as far as um, uh, introducing into music, and well, I remember one day he goes, "I heard acoustics are much better in the bathroom." So we we spent the next month or so just recording ourselves in in, in our parents' bathroom. It's the reverb secret,
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All the tile, I guess. So you have taken this. Uh, this isn't just formative years. Besides the the high, well, uh, I'd say the high tech recording, the temporary recordings you do. You also have done something a lot of songwriters don't do, which is publish some of what you might call song memos. I mean, things you record on your phone. Mm-hmm. What is it about that moment or, or, or that, that is so interesting to you that you want to share that? Um,
3: I, I, I like the instantaneous of, I'm, I'm really into technology, for one. I like to kind of stay up on, on the new technology. And, and the fact that I have um, a, a recording device in my back pocket now, you know what I mean? And Uh and I'm able to kind of capture a song or, you know, Mike Clark writes a lot of songs when he's just driving down the road and we can sing into our phones. So it's, it's really amazing to have this sort of instant thing where we can, we can record a thought and we can send it out into the world and, and just, you know, and, and not, not really have to think about it other than this is something that exists in the
0: moment and here you go here. But how cool for the listeners, do you get comments for people who think it's cool to hear that original inspiration for a song that they may have heard of a more finished or produced version sure of later.
3: yeah yeah absolutely I, I i've got i've always had a lot of support i feel very fortunate to have had a lot of support from not only my family but but people who who listen to my music as well you know they've always been very encouraging and it, it puts me in a, a very um uh great creative space where i feel like i can kind of you know
0: be, be myself 100 which is such an incredible feeling so I should have asked, because for your parents on vinyl and you and cassettes, was there ever any 8-track involvement in there? You know or what, is the 8-track just kind of missed me. You know, I, I like the way they look. They look like our
3: Atari games, <laughs> you know, but they don't play in Atari machines, it turns out.
0: Well, I want to hear uh, a little bit about this next song. I, I guess it owes a little bit to The Grateful Dead. That's correct. Tell me the story. Sure. Um, well, first
3: of all, um, I have to say my my sister, Jayla, and I's sister Summer. She was a, a deadhead most of her life. She followed the dead around from you know ninety to about uh, ninety five when when Jerry Garcia passed away. And for our entire lives, she was trying to turn us on to the Grateful Dead. You know, and and first of all, Chayla and I don't like being told what to do <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you come with a recommend it doesn't matter what it is you like game of thrones i'm not going to watch it you know i'm just i I've, i don't know why i have that nature about me but i like to discover things on my own it's always mm-hmm. been the way i you know whether it be piano or recording i like to kind of discover things on my own so the grateful dead were always one of those bands i kind of just missed or i didn't want to get and um and one day uh i I saw a Bob Weir documentary on on Netflix and that was kind of my introduction to mm. to the Dead and and it took me back to to their early psychedelic Days and it's such a vast collection of work. It's really hard to find a window to peer into, into the world well, that is the Grateful Dead. But I, I found a window into that world, and and one thing kind of led to another. But a, a friend of mine had had gotten tickets to one of their Fare the Well shows out in Chicago, and and um, before I knew it, I'm in a car driving 1,500 miles to go see the Grateful Dead in Chicago. And <laughs> you didn't have to hitchhike this. time. I didn't have that's... to hitchhike this time. I had some wheels. But I was so inspired by by the music, and I I actually. Um, now that I'm very familiar with the Grateful Dead's music, I feel a, a kinship with their music and our music as this kind of being a, a, a tradition of, of songwriting and folk songs and, and hearing songs in different ways and, and being able to perform a song a hundred different ways, but still having its same root and meaning. So I came home from that um, experience very inspired and very just kind of full of of, of um, that creative spirit. And I penned uh, the tune Sun Shining Bright. Pretty much, it all came out pretty
0: much... And one felt swoop nice we heard at one point you said i was going to send this off it was missing something sent it to mike clark who helped with the bridge i think that's what we're reading so we're excited to hear sun shining bright this is from the latest album of 100 wind chimes rattle your bones
1: right here.
0: sun shining bright that's from the album rattle your bones we're listening to music live in studio six and this is all from the haunted wind chimes got just a minute to speak with desiree garcia desi bass vocals how are you
9: good how are you
0: i love watching you tap your toe over there with the bass oh thanks it's being the foundation almost
9: impossible to not
0: it really is because i'm doing the same i'm doing the same here so i have to ask you a quick tour tour question we read that at one time the big red van it's gotta be, it's that a 15 passenger, mm-hmm. but it's sort of modified in the back to fit a zillion instruments.
9: Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a bed platform in the back so we can, you know, crawl underneath and stuff it full of amplifiers and things. And, you know, sometimes we put sleeping bags on top and camp in it or take naps or whatever.
0: Nice. Nice. But we heard that at one point it broke down while you were actually in the middle of a tour. Mm-hmm. And that the fans helped out. How did this work?
9: Uh, that was super recent. It was the last time, I mean, 1 month ago, we went, you know, to California, mm-hmm. and on our way out we we're driving through Nevada, and we got to Elko and the transmission broke down. Uh. And we we're like, "Oh, you know, they always say it's the transmission it's it's going to be fine." So, uh we told the mechanic we're like, "We're going to just, you know, we're going to risk it. We'll we're going to will limp it to California." And he's like, "Okay, well, I'll see, I'll see you in a day, and you'll <laughs> call me from Winnemucca, you know. Um, so we we started to go, and and it was it was bad. It was just like you know black smoke and Ooh. not riding, not changing gears properly, and things like that. So we turned it around and went back, and we're like, you you're right, Clack Automotive, we're back. <laughs> we need the transmission, and we we're really concerned about you know how much it was going to cost and how long it was going to take, and all that. And he was like, well, I can have the transmission in by tomorrow at two. And we only had to move one show over, and we, you know, got on the internet and we asked the asked our audience, asked our fans. We said, well, we're having some car trouble, and if you can help, that would really help mm-hmm. us out. And they helped. Like we had all of the money raised by the end of the night.
0: This is a little-known benefit to being a traveling musician. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's really cool. They're an that's incredible
9: support system. <laughs> fan
0: dedication. So you play the bass. Uh, you also play the baritone ukulele. Mm-hmm. You, I've seen you on videos playing the melodic where did you start musically?
9: Uh, I was a choir girl mm-hmm. and that's where I started musically I'd say and uh, I didn't learn to play anything at all until Aine and I first got back from our first road trip together and mm-hmm. he always you know I would write songs but like only vocally and he would sit down and like figure out what key they were in and play them with me and we got back from this road trip and he was like I got, I'm got, i working on stuff so like you're, gonna, you're on your own you gotta like figure this out you know you gotta write this song on your own and I picked up the guitar and was like I guess it's like now's the time to learn <laughs> and just like you know figured out a g chord and an a chord and then every song I wrote was in g and a
0: because you had the chords that was it
9: and then uh you know over time people help you learn and you learn mm-hmm. from you know all your peers and everything so
0: well it's nice that you're open enough to try all these different instruments yeah well a lot of indie artists have A lifelong love of vinyl, maybe hearing them growing up like we're we're hearing about, but uh, you were a later convert to that vinyl club. Tell me about that.
9: Yeah, well, my dad had a record player when we were kids, Um, but I, you know, I mean, we were kids. I think we kind of ruined all his hobbies, so (laughs) we broke all of his art supplies, and um, I, I remember I used to, like, walk up to the record player and put my finger on it and just, like, turn it. You know, and oh,
0: uh-huh. I'm pretty
9: sure that didn't with work With the needle out. on the yeah, of course. You know, it was, <laughs> or no record, or you know, all the works. And so he got rid of the record player. Like I can't have nice things because my kids just break them. Oh, <laughs> I have so, so we been there. I we didn't you. listen to records. You know, we listen to CDs. That's what I grew up on. And yeah, Inea has this incredible record collection. And so we, I kind of started listening to records just with him, and then collecting my own. And I still don't integrate my records into his records because I'm like, these are my records. It's like my special little treasure, you know? I didn't have that all the time. Well,
0: <laughs> I, I love some of these reviews uh, about your singing. One has said, uh, the way she can deliver the simplest lines is devastating. That's from the, the Fuel Friends blog. And here's one uh, from Pulp Magazine. It's classic. They're talking about your singing. Not the glitz and glamour kind of classic. Something better. That must be fun to read. You know that people are enjoying what you're doing. Was that, I mean, when you're in a choir, you've got sort of strength in numbers. Mm -hmm. What made you feel like, yeah, I'm going to be brave enough to just do this on my own?
9: Um, I think I wasn't really. Inea approached me after, I mean, he always said, you know, I've had friends and things who were like, yeah, I'm going to sing with you. And he's like, yeah, cool, like, you know. Cool. Late night. Ne- next time. Later. Whatever. And I used to just sing in the car, and he was like, "Okay, well, I might actually let you sing with me," you know. And he, mm. and he started letting me do these harmonies with him, and that felt really similar to, you know, the strength in numbers thing. Mm. So I was really scared to just sing with him alone when I first started doing it, but at the same time, it felt really similar to singing in a choir. You know, I wasn't alone, and I didn't sing. I didn't sing songs by myself for, you know, years after that. I just sang with. Him.
0: we're glad you got brave and changed that yeah (laughs) well set up this next song it's called this is the end
9: uh so this is the end I feel like is a modern uh, love song because I feel like relationships today seem so impermanent
0: Hmm. and
9: it's kind of about that the chase and how you know you start it and then you stop it and then you start it and you stop it and you're like I swear this time it's over Uh, but it never (laughs) really is you know it goes on and on forever
0: Good. Well, let's hear this. This is a song by Desi Garcia. It's called This Is The End. We're listening to the Haunted Wind Chimes here in studio today. They are performing uh, here in the state, thanks to the Heber Valley Western Music and Cowboy Poetry Gathering. And we are so glad to tap into that and get these guys here in studio. Here we go.
4: This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. Is the end. I start it over. And over again, I saw the end. I, I, saw, the I end. saw the end. I, I saw, saw you the do earth. it over and over again, darling. Why don't you leave me like you say you wanted to?
2: Oh,
4: but then
0: This is the end, including the waltz version at the end. <laughs> Very nice. We've had the Haunted Wind Chimes in studio. They've got six albums, including Out With the Crow, Live at the Western Jubilee. Their most recent, Rattle Your Bones, hear their music on Spotify, or even better, get it direct on their website, hauntedwindchimes.com. The Haunted Wind Chimes are Inea Luhan. Uh, guitar and vocals, Desi Garcia, bass and vocals, Chayla Luhan, banjo vocals, Mike Clark, fiddle, slide guitar, rhythm guitar today. Thank you so much. This was a total pleasure to Thank have you, you come this in. This awesome. If you are listening uh, and just caught part of the show, you want to hear the whole show. Or if you want to hear it again, share it with a friend. You can do all of that. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org highway89 and follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. And the show's producer is Jackie Tateishi, our film assistant, Abby Vance. I'm Stephen Cat Perry. Thanks for listening.